I saying something, Rich? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you loud and clear. Brilliant, yeah, that's all going through nicely. Excellent, how are you keeping? Yeah, very good, very busy, fantastically excited about future projects and the spring coming, everything's coming together. Yeah, it's a very exciting time. Yeah, good to hear it. The um, you know, mixed news today, I've obviously got my breed and bird surveys lined up. But some some targeted species survey locally aren't aren't proceeding, uh, I think because of COVID and the and the Forestry Commission um, uh, hasn't sort of hasn't sort of uh, eased quite yet. Right. But um, yeah, you you sort of pointed to it then. Uh, the North Yorkshire Turtle Project has a new home, so tell the listener about that. Yeah, well, this is something that I've been working on for for quite some time because as we started the project in 2015 as a volunteer group, I basically went around and whipped up the support of all my mates, local birders and naturalists, and started doing the surveys. And then we were lucky enough to get Heritage Lottery funding for three years, and I worked as the project officer. But our project, funded project, Heritage Lottery, finished in October, at the end of October. So when I saw that coming, I was kind of negotiating with the North York Moors National Park Trust, which are attached in, in a loose way to the National Park Authority, but are an independent charity. And I've been negotiating with them for six months or so because I could see that that was the best way to carry on the project because we started it as volunteers, me and a group of friends, and we're back as volunteers now, so it's no it's no big deal. But I see this as uh, actually a really positive step, even though we've lost like you know the funding from National Lottery, we've actually gained independence, and being part of a charity, I think allows us to raise far more money in the future. So I see this as a really really positive step. Brilliant. So. Um, sort of in summary, you, you had a pool that was given or you know or achieved through the the lottery fund, but but now the sort of the the caps are off, the ceiling's gone, and that they've got the mechanisms to receive funds that can be sort of yeah delivered, delivered for turtle doves. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know even though you know six months ago we had or a year ago we had a hundred grand in the pot. Now we've only got three grand in the pot. Yeah. I don't see that as a negative at all. No, <laughs> I no. see that as a positive because we've got the structure now and we've raised so much awareness in the four years of the lottery project because literally five years when I started it as a volunteer, nobody in the national park knew about turtle doves. You know, nobody's kind of, apart from birders and naturalists, they were in the forest all the time. Nobody really knew about them and locally and nationally you know nationally the rspb didn't realize we'd got such a big population so we've achieved so much we've raised that awareness and now being part of a charity allows us to um to take it forward and and raise a lot more money and i'm looking forward to getting involved in independent projects and i like it's, it's wonderful now for me because because i can we can literally decide one day we want to do something and the next day we're going to do it. So it's that wonderful sense of independence. Yeah, and and you know, much as before, the um, 
effectively the monies are very close to the birds. So, so I, I remember that um, although 20, 2019 now seems like a hideously long time ago, but there was that void with uh, last year, with yeah. the, the sort of the COVID lockdown year. But um, obviously the, the last dovestep effort, those funds went towards the, the then North Yorkshire Turtle Project. And uh, what, what did those funds help to deliver up in the National Park? Well, the funds uh, added towards the end of the project. So what we did, we used those funds as the, the project was coming to an end to achieve uh, some really important habitat creation and restoration in the form of three different ponds which were, which were restored. Uh, this time last year, so February last year, um, we had that pot of money that uh, you and Nick raised uh, through through the cycle ride and the other the stuff that you did, and we were able to add that to a little bit of funding that we had left in the in the lottery project, and restore three dew ponds. Uh, and dew ponds are so important for wildlife, uh, and and not only what I really love about dew ponds is they're not only great for wildlife, but they've got an amazing historic. Uh, background to them in the community. One of them in particular, uh, up in the north of the National Park, not far from Sutton Bank, where there's turtle doves very close to, to a turtle dove population. We worked on a farm uh, that had turtle doves the previous year in the farmstead, and he had the farmer had uh, an old dew pond on his track leading to the farm and he was like the perfect farmer he's absolutely awesome he's so enthusiastic he could not believe that we were going to restore his dew pond i'm like a big kid when i create or restore uh, habitat you know you like you like jumping up and down really really excited and he was exactly the same. I couldn't believe it. I'd like met my perfect farmer. <laughs> so we restored his dew pond on his on his farm track. So, and so what, since just just for the listener and, and for my benefit, yes. what, what's a dew pond? Thanks thanks for asking, Johnny. I should have started with that. So a dew pond is uh, a term uh, used for a pond which was constructed by by human intervention. So it's a it's a it's a construction, it's a human construction, and uh, they, they go back many many decades, so often hundreds of years. So this particular dew pond was probably over a hundred years old, and they were originally constructed to for cattle to drink from. So when our countryside, especially in the national park up here, were covered in cattle, lots more livestock. There was a lot of dew ponds in this tiny village of um, Spawnton up in the National Park. There was 50 dew ponds within five kilometres of the village. That, that's one hell of a lot of ponds. And if you can imagine 50 small ponds for, for livestock to drink from, that's a fantastic resource for wildlife. So, and, and each dew pond has a special construction. Uh, so we use that exact same... Um, restoration to reconstruct the dew pond and ever since we did it a year ago the farmer's been messaging me and only last week he messaged me newt frog and toad in me pond richard with an excited whatsapp excellent brilliant so So that's what we spent the money on well i'm pleased to hear it pleased to hear it so the um yeah you mean you touched on another thing just you know a hundred years ago agriculture was a different prospect in this country 
And that network of ponds and the additional hedgerows and cover, that's what allowed us to have a, you know, a, a thriving and uh, more expansive Telder population. So just to be categoric, and I think I know the answer, but the, the North Yorkshire birds are definitely the most northerly birds in, in England, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely the most northerly birds and possibly the most northerly in Europe as well now. And uh, the, the, unfortunately, I mean, they are, they're at, they are a strong population from an England perspective. Uh, you know, they're in, they're in the top five uh, populations within the UK and the rare breeding birds uh, results recently. But unfortunately, they're very isolated. You that, know, we're, uh, we're not was, connected. That was my next question. Planet. I was like, is there any tenuous yeah. link down through... Um, you know, like Lincolnshire, the Wolds, or anything like that, or are they sort of they are genuinely isolated? They've become more isolated within the last ten to fifteen years because, unfortunately, we've virtually lost our East Yorkshire population. Right. There used to be a small population in the Yorkshire Wolds. There's there's probably now less than ten pairs in the Yorkshire Wolds. Um, so there really isn't any significant the next area of, of total of population which is anything like on on a sort of uh, a scale of similar sort of forestry habitats um but nowhere near as many birds is down near doncaster on thorn and hatfield moors okay. where there's a population there um, but that's you know that's there's no connectivity between yeah. that area you know, it's nearly a hundred miles away. Yeah. Okay. So, and then, and then that's comparable habitat, and then you'd perhaps have to go over to sort of what Frampton Marsh, Lincolnshire way to get yeah. into sort of you know, Fenland yeah. arable type populations. Yeah, that's right. But our turtle doves are forest turtle doves, and this is something which which is is quite unique um, from a an English perspective, but absolutely fascinating researching the history of this population because in the 19th century there were a rare bird in Yorkshire so looking back through the history I've, I've dug around a lot and, and written a little paper on, on the history of turtle doves in Yorkshire and in the 19th century there were rare birds they were not they were not seen and then they increased partly because of forestry in fact okay. it was recorded that the increase was probably because of forestry so there have been forest turtle doves here for over 100 years. Brilliant. We, we do have birds, um, I think we've talked about this before, but I do have birds in the forest here. Um, but a lot of the birds here, I, I wouldn't necessarily claim that they were true forest birds. They're more hinterland. So they're on the edge of the forest where it meets heath. And uh, they use some of the clear fell to, to sing. But yeah, the, the hinterland's a word here, you know, the edge of quarries, the edge of workings, the edge of the forest itself, and then obviously the edge of intensive farmland up through when you get to the Suffolk, the Suffolk fens. But um, yeah, well, yeah, it's very similar here in that the, it's that thicket stage, and maybe uh, what we've seen is the spruce and larch that they really like is seems to be 10 to 20 years old okay so maybe 10 15 year old that's that's the, the sort of the area to choose and it's probably also because there's forest tracks limestone forest tracks with species rich grassland with loads of plants that provide the wildflowers so there's no wildflowers in the farmland and there's not that much scrub and nesting ha habitat left Whereas in the forests, there's there's dense cover, 
within the young spruce, yeah. and there's and there's the wildflower seeds. So they've got both things in the Lovely. forest. Well, um, we, as you well know, all in and seemingly every plan for last year went down the toilet. So um, we had to scrap all that and it'll be a long time till we can pick any of those up again. But at the very least, I would like to get a little bit of bird watching in up in North Yorkshire, perhaps in July. Just to see these birds and and get a flavour for it all. Yeah, you need to come up as soon as possible in June. As soon as Boris lifts the lockdown, get up here, Johnny. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll do the next dove step. We'll put that to bed and then I'll have a, a recuperation weekend up there. So, Brilliant. No, you'll, we'll take you to the, to the best, to best areas. Look forward to it. So what are the project aims this coming year? And, and to that end, you know, how can, how can dove step help? Well, this year, having just sort of put together a structure uh, within the North York Moose National Park Trust to take us forward, uh, the next few months we're going to be concentrating on carrying out the next surveys. So I've got a meeting next week with about 30 or 40 of our volunteers to start the next round of surveys because we've got 25, 31 kilometre squares that we survey every year. Right, good effort, good coverage monitoring uh, squares so we've got to survey those in the spring when the turtles arrive back so that's our first priority and at the same time i'll be putting out loads of uh, sort of feelers and trying to put together uh, plans to fundraise um, throughout the summer to carry out some local conservation projects and to be honest johnny i think we'll probably concentrate on pond restoration because we we achieved a lot with our wildflower mixes within the lottery project we've got this nice little grant now we've got some farms on the way with our wildflower plots so i think i think ponds are a really good thing to to concentrate on so if we get some funds through the summer we've got some farms that we can we can offer some more pond work on brilliant and then you get that trio of um basically cover for for breeding, water for yeah. drinking, and and then food, you know, wildflower yeah. and, and other for feed feeding. Get the birds into uh, good breeding condition as quick as possible, and then keep them hydrated. Yeah. Exactly, and it's a nice visual project for people who've donated a, a pond. You know, you can see what you've put your money into. Well, that that that's always been a sort of a a desire or prerequisite. We always want, you know, with Dove Step for it to be tangible. So the yeah. monies don't just disappear into some some wider uh, pot. Yeah. We've always had, you know, we can tell people it was this many hectares, it was pond creation, it was this research yeah. on the wintering ground written in this paper or, you know, whatever it's been, it's just good to be able to have that uh, sort of feedback. Absolutely. So I understand you have some further exciting news, which you can now <laughs> share. Well, I think it's for both of us, isn't it, Johnny? We've... Um... Uh, a week ago, we were asked to be Turtle Dove ambassadors, weren't we? Yeah, true, true. Yeah, and I think I know the the bare basics of it, the sort of the bare bones. But you you feel yeah. free to elaborate. Okay, okay. So from April the fifteenth this year, I believe, until April two thousand twenty-two, it's going to be the International Year of the Dove. 
and the year of the dove is um, the strap line for the new champions of the flyway uh, project so the next 12 months are going to be an amazing time for fundraising and every year if, and if people listening to this haven't heard of champions of the flyway champions of the flyway have been going for quite some time uh, based or the idea started in israel uh, a wonderful collection of ornithologists and conservationists and it's very closely connected to birdlife international so it's a birdlife international project and the year of the dove for the next 12 months is going to be the biggest champions of the flyway project i think they've ever done and it's all about raising funds and awareness for turtle doves on their migration up from africa into europe through the mediterranean and birdlife cyprus are going to be one of the the main project areas brilliant so yeah really really exciting having taken part in champions of the flyway in 2018 i'm mega excited about this because i know what an amazing thing it is well i'm i'm not not daft enough not to be aware of it but i you know i don't know the details of uh champions of Fly, flyway you know in depth I'm, I'm aware that things have happened and my friend dawn from thetford um she went over uh one year and with one of the teams so it's sort of I've been aware that it's been going on, but I haven't looked into it into it in depth. But I do recall the year twenty sixteen was SEO Birdlife in Spain. Yeah. Um that Teldove was their bird of the year. So Teldoves were very sort of uh, topical when we then turned up in twenty seventeen. And uh yeah, you know, that, that that sort of really facilitated in a way that the French didn't care when we traipsed across their country. Spain were mad keen and they were clued up and, and we had representatives from BirdLife sort of trackers through each region, well, up through each region. Wow. Uh, and, it, and indeed, uh, Dave Howell met us at the finish line. And so, yeah, it was it's just, it would be a nice continuity wow. if we can do something in due course for BirdLife Cyprus. Yeah. Having, you know, almost repaying the favour of the BirdLife partner in Spain. Yeah. So, that, yeah. That would be really good. Yeah, I mean, you've got the contacts you've got over there are going to be probably quite valuable. <clears throat> and contacts and setting up uh, twinning and contacting people across these borders in Europe and, and North Africa is going to be really exciting in the next 12 months. Because in our national lottery project uh, over the past four or five years, that's the one thing we, we, we sort of like we missed out on, uh, reaching out to the international uh, contacts, you know, that we'd got. So, yeah, I'm really excited. It's going to be it's going to be a brilliant year. I'm, I'm pleased as well, just in the lifetime of this conversation, that you said April through April. So that, to my mind, and this is all very crude and not very formulated, but I understand you. we've, we've really focused on the... Western Flyway through Dovestep, you know, we've mimicked our way down to effectively the Straits, looking over to Africa. But um, there's no reason why we couldn't, now that we've been sort of roadblocked um, with COVID and with various other issues, likelihood of us doing anything in Africa in the next 18 months, I think, are minimal. But if we could do something over in, in Cyprus in the next 12 months, well... That would be yeah. lovely. You know, I think it might be too hot in October, November. 
But if yeah. it, if there's opportunities over that wintering period for, uh, yeah, sort of more more pleasant sort of weather for a ginger lad from the northeast, yes. <laughs> then we'll uh, we'll see what we can do. You know, you never know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's both of us, I think. And um, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to. I'm going to take a, a little sort of uh, stamp out of your book, really, and inspiration from the past few years and and doing personal uh, challenges. Because as ambassadors, I feel a responsibility to do a little personal challenge, maybe late summer, autumn, to raise some funds for the project. So I'm kind of throwing around a few ideas at the moment, and because that's exactly what I'm going to do. Uh, it's not. It's it's about five or six years since I did something similar up for Flamborough Bird Observatory. So I'm really looking forward to taking on a personal challenge in the autumn. Uh, uh, and and raising some funds for Champions of the Flyway. What's really nice about this April to April is it follows the season of turtle dove arrival and breeding and then migration and wintering. So it's the whole 12 months, which I think is a great idea. Yeah, captures, because they're only with us, what, crudely April through September? So yeah. that's roughly the arrival dates here, and it can vary. You know, we've had birds come come back as late as July, but yeah, um, yeah let's say April, you know, peaking in June, and then gone again, sort of mid to late September. So there's a huge proportion of the calendar year that they're not with us; they're either in transit or in Africa. So yeah, can't can't ignore that. Yeah, absolutely, it'd be great to catch up with them in in Cyprus at some point. It'd be magic. Yeah, I don't know much about Cyprus other than. Isn't there a slight difficulty going north to south or vice versa? Yeah, possibly. I've never never been. I, I could uh, be. Myself, so. Hopefully, no one will be disgusted or fact check this. But I think crudely, uh, part part of it's Turkish, part part of it's Greek. Yeah, that's right. And one one side, and I don't know which one is more accessible. But I know there's long distance footpath that dissects the island. Ah. But it's quite difficult to. I think you, a lot of people hit the halfway point. There's a mountain range. And then, yeah, sort of logistically, it isn't easy to continue. Need some Turkish ornithologists on board, don't we? That's it. Well, we'll see see what we can do. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, like you say, between, um, you know, various contacts, bird life, even uh, Inglorious Bustards, who helped us at the start of Dove Step 3, you know, yeah. they, they know other tour guides and they'd be well placed to uh, hopefully, yeah, smooth things over get us in there yeah definitely definitely yeah there'll be loads of things going on the lo- lovely thing about champions flyway is the community feel you get out of it it for me when i went there in 2018 to israel and took part it wasn't it, it was half about the birds and half about the human story as well which i absolutely love that and I, that's exactly what i'm looking forward to it's a it's a good it's a great human story as well yeah We've got, we've got layers here. You've got the, the wider Champions of the Flyway. You've got North Yorkshire. You've got the dovestep effort. Yeah. You've got the birds, yeah. the turtle doves themselves, and then all these weird and wonderful individuals uh, getting involved along the way. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Brilliant. So is there any further, any further bits you'd like to tell the listener about? Um, and I think we've covered most of it. Um, there were... The other thing that's going on this year, which we haven't mentioned, which we really should mention, is it's the national surveys. It's a turtle dove national survey year. 
So it's the first ever time that turtle doves have been surveyed nationally by uh, uh, the RSPB. And there's some fantastic people uh, part of that project and we're welcoming them to the talk that we've got next week online. And we've, so we've got our local surveys, which we're, we're, we're taking uh, part in, but we're also, we've also got the national surveys. So it's, it's, it's a really good partnership. Uh, and and I, having spoken to the national survey guys in the RSPB last week, they're very, very pleased and excited by the number of squares that have been taken up nationally. So they've got hundreds of squares already that have been taken up in England. So it's going to be fascinating to see the national results uh, in, in the next couple of years come coming through. Excellent, excellent. Well, I think, as I said at the beginning of this call, a, a load of targeted species effort has fallen away. So um, maybe I can add in a bit of total of effort aside from uh, a couple of BBS visits. So, uh, yeah, that, between that and training, that'll keep me off the streets, keep me out of trouble. <laughs> That's what it's all about, isn't it, Johnny? That's it. Excellent. Well, it's been really good to chat. And... When we finally do get out, so I should say my, my teammate for this upcoming effort is Matthew Bruce of the oh. uh, of the RSPB. Yeah, I know Matthew. Yeah, everyone yeah. seems to know Matthew. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Matthew Bruce is is going to be running either with me from Essex up to to Norfolk, or because he's relocating up to Shetland, um, you know, on a similar route at the same time. Although I, I suspect he'll have a little bit more incline than myself. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that that's my teammate for this upcoming effort. So both Matthew and myself hope to do you, and obviously the North Yorks project proud when we uh, when we lace up and get get moving. That's fabulous. Well, we'll I'll spend the next uh, sort of month or two coming up with some some definite projects and ponds that we can work on, so that we can put that news out there as soon as possible. I'll do you an article and stuff like that. F feel free to. That'd be brilliant. Yeah. Excellent. Well, an absolute pleasure. And then, yeah, I dare say we'll feed back later in the year on, uh, on all accounts, hopefully following successful completion of the next effort, a uh, bit, bit more on, on the North York's project and even this Cyprus uh, Champions of the Flyway stuff. Yeah, it's going to be a great year, Johnny. Yeah, and um, I understand from my partner that Boris has confirmed that things will start to ease in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So it's all, all going in the right direction. Yeah, she's, she's got a phone line straight to Boris. <laughs> she, she, she came in with authority. Yeah, it was, it was delivered with authority, it was. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. He must know with Jude to start our survey soon. He obviously, he's obviously had the nod. <laughs> that, that's it, quite right too. Excellent. Well, great to catch up. Excellent. And uh, we should be in touch. All right, Dusteppers. So, yeah, great to hear from Rich. Great to understand what the um, 3.1 funds went towards and also, indeed, what the upcoming funds will go towards. As I mentioned, I think, in that recording, we're looking to hit 2K raise this year, which is quite a big deal in the context of raising money, you know. Um, Captain Tom could water the plants and make a million, well, we have to do, you know, demonstrable hard stuff to get big monies. 
So 2K is a big deal in the world of dubstep. And crucially, it will take us to 21,000 raised in the year 2020. That's a big ambition, especially as you've heard when it goes to deployed, delivered, um, on the ground, benefit to turtle doves. So I hope you're all having a good spring. The northerly wind was pretty brutal today. But um, Friday I had a pair of black neck grebes on passage at Livermere. Some beautiful yellow wagtails on RSPB ooze washers today, as well as one of the, the Isle of White, the reintroduced white-tailed eagles. Absolutely awesome. Absolutely awesome experience. You know, seeing an eagle, white-tailed eagle in East Anglia, long-awaited ambition of mine, and one that I hope to further in due course with a wild bird, you know, ideally in Suffolk airspace. So dare to dream, live to win. Obviously, in the coming weeks, we're going to have turtle doves back. Uh, a southerly airflow wouldn't wouldn't go on this mind. Baltic, absolutely Baltic, in the house with a hat and fleece on it. But uh, I'm remaining hydrated. So, yeah, hydration is key. Training's going okay. Um, nice 11 miler yesterday, 11 mile run of the legs. Two months today until we drop. Dovestep Rehab, that 80 miles of endurance over two days. A bit of ultra marathoning for you uh, ultra runner people, people who care about names. Uh, anyway, it will be another effort for Turtle Doves. We hope you support that. We hope you enjoy it. We hope you join along, follow along on the pod here, on Twitter, whatever you want. Uh, no one cares. Anyway, long story short, pleasure to catch up with Rich. And we're going to be dropping some dubstep damage very soon. There's really only one thing left for me to say. Please don't forget turtle doves. And please don't forget dubstep. <laughs>